All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. You're listening to the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 15th of July. What a day it was yesterday in the world of sport. I'll get back to that. First, let me take you through what you need to know about the news back home. In news on the economy, Consumer Price Index or CPI inflation stood at 3.18% in June compared to 3.05% in May. And after a sharp rebound in April, India's factory output growth held steady in May on account of faster growth in electricity generation. Manufacturing and mining growth moderated slightly. The IIP rose 3.1% in May compared with 3.4% in April. Troubled Divan Housing Finance has said that it aims to restart lending operations by August this year after it reported a loss of 2,223 crore rupees for the quarter ended March 2019. The housing finance company has reported a profit of 134 crore in the year-ago period and 313.6 crore in the quarter ended December. The earnings, which were unaudited though, have left several unanswered questions. Key among them is the true level of stressed assets on the books of the NBFC and whether lacunae found in loan documentation will reduce the chance of recovering these loans. The government will list 10 public sector companies on the stock exchanges in the ongoing financial year after it redefined its holding structure in state-run entities. That's according to a secretary in the disinvestment department. The fight between the promoters of Indigo continues, asserting that the arrangement between the promoter groups had been transparent from the inception at Indigo. The Rahul Bhatia group on Sunday claimed that Rakesh Gangwal always limited his financial risks and was making insidious efforts to create a controversy about corporate governance. Imami Group has picked Upwood Capital and Credit Suisse to manage the sale of its cement unit, according to a source-based Bloomberg report. The bankers will start reaching out to prospective buyers for Imami Cement, seeking a valuation of about $1 billion. A decision is yet to be made about the size of the stake to be sold, and the group can add more managers for the deal later. Indian life insurers' double-digit premium growth continued in June on the back of a strong performance by private players. The premium growth for these private life insurers stood at 22%. Guidelines will soon be issued for state-owned banks to take over pooled assets of NBFCs, according to a finance ministry official. This is in line with the finance minister's announcement in the budget that public sector banks would purchase high-rated pooled assets of financially sound NBFCs amounting to a total of 1 lakh crore rupees during the current financial year. For this, the government will provide one-time six-month partial credit guarantee to public sector banks for the first loss up to 10%. U.S. equities climbed as investors clung to their cautious optimism on prospects of easier monetary policy, despite a bigger-than-projected gain in a key inflation measure. The S&P 500 and Nasdaq climbed 0.5 and 0.6% respectively, while the Dow jumped 0.9%. 
In Asia this morning, only two of the three early risers are trading and they're both in the red. Now to quickly tell you about what happened yesterday, in the Cricket World Cup, England managed to draw New Zealand's target of 241 and that led to a super over. And in the drama that unfolded, New Zealand managed to match the 15-run target that was set by England. Only they needed 16 to win. So, a last gap victory went to the hosts England. The Wimbledon men's final also went to a tiebreaker for the first time ever after the first and second seed Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer couldn't be separated after 12 games each in the final set. Djokovic won the tiebreaker convincingly though and won the championship. He had earlier in the match saved a couple of championship points. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Darshan, how are we looking today? Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. The global queues are stable at this point of time and the SCX Nifty is also indicating a muted outlook but with a slight positive bias. In terms of numbers today, automotive stamping, Bajaj Consumer Care, Tata Metallics and Tin Plate will be coming out with numbers. In terms of results after market hours on Friday and over the weekend, Infosys came out with numbers which were in line with estimates. Revenues up 1.2%, profit down 6.7%, EBIT was down 3.2%. The FI20 revenue guidance was raised, the ADR ended up 6.5% and City has upgraded the stock to a buy from a neutral with a revised target price of 820 from 785. Avenue Supermarts, a strong set of numbers, revenues up 27%, profit up 32%, EBITDA up 41 now, the margin has seen an increase after three quarters of decline. Morgan Stanley is saying that the gross margin expansion of 50 basis points is the key positive, while Credit Suisse has upgraded the stock to a neutral from an underperform. Devan Housing probably will react negatively. NII was up 45%, but the asset quality weakened. The loss at 2223 crores, and that was mainly on account of provisioning. They have also defaulted on NCD on interest payments worth 48 crores. Hathaway Cable revenue up 17%, net loss of 10 crores versus a net loss of 52 crores but that was on account of an other income of 57 crores in the uh, in the current quarter. Even though operationally decent, EBITDA up 29% and margins at 20.7% versus 18.7%. Karnataka Bank, NII up 5%, profit up 7%, provisioning was down 8%, but on a quarter-on-quarter -quarter basis, the asset quality did manage to weaken. TRF revenues up 1.5%, EBITDA gain of 4 crores versus an EBITDA loss, and there was a net profit this time around versus a net loss of 60 crores due to exceptional gains. In terms of other stocks, uh, Interglobe again will be in focus. Uh, the IGE group uh, deplores uh, misinformation on corporate governance. In terms of bulk deals, PFC, Wind Acre Partnership Fund, by 6.3 crore shares, UBS was the seller and in REC integrated core strategy bought in 1 crore shares in the company. Finally, in terms of brokerages, UBS cuts Imami's target to 400 from 535 but they maintain a buy on valuation and Morgan Stanley has done a double upgrade on Sun Pharma to overweight the target price of 505 and they have done it on the back of earnings turnaround. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website bloombergquin.com and click on the all you need to know tab and you will be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. Well, that's all we have for you on this podcast. But as always, there's a lot on the website that you should check out over the course of the day. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a lovely day and an even better week ahead. 
I hope you enjoy listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IVM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host. Listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta. The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IVM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy. 